Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I would never do that to you guys. It is a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings, and it is a new week, and it's basically football week. Everybody starts training camp this week, including today's guest, Panthers tight end Colin Thompson, who has his own podcast network, by the way, whose senior year state championship game I called. We'll get to all that momentarily, just the emotions, the feelings going into training camp. There's a lot to get to with Colin I will make sure everybody knows new week means new opportunity to be winners, to spread the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod, please. It's football season engage, or just to take advantage of any of our sponsors. You'll hear from express VPN express clothing today, athletic greens later on in the week. And you have a chance to win whatever you want. Sign press pass card, picture, whatever. And then the YouTube shout-out, which I love. I did one of these videos over the weekend. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe and then comment. You can even let me know that you're new. That is That flashes to me as well. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. lot to get to. Kyler Murray signed a deal after our last show last Thursday. But first, it's Colin Thompson's Big Show time. The Big Show. Colin, I got so many things I want to talk to you about. It's not even funny. So first of all, I don't even know where I want to start. I'm going to start with this. It's Monday morning. When do you report the training camp? Tuesday at around midday. Midday Tuesday. Okay. So it's been a long time for me since 2007. So take all of my listeners and viewers, take them all into your into your brain, into your belly. What? G- give me the emotions. Be real. Be honest. I'll say this, Ross, and you know this because you do remember this. I know it was a while ago. First off, what you guys did, and it's great to be on the show. I'll say that. First off, thanks for having me. You're someone I look up to in this business. I told you that via text. Uh, you know, grew up listening to you. Called my high school game in the state title. I watched you do Eagles preseason growing up. And, uh, you know, I obviously followed your footsteps with the podcast. So, again, I appreciate you trailblazing 
and uh, you know, guys like me trying to follow in your lead. But let me go back to first off is it's a little bit different game when you guys were when you guys were in it in 07. I was still part of that in youth football and high school football with the two a days and three a days and the uh, one water break. You know, that that wasn't too long ago, folks. I don't think people realize that that was not that long ago. Now, I wasn't in the NFL doing it, but, you know, youth football and high school football was hard enough. So props to you. Uh, we're a little bit spoiled now, at least compared to what you guys did. Uh, you know, I felt pretty good mindset-wise, but I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, man, I'm already a little sore and I'm not even there yet. Maybe did I give myself enough rest time? You know, am I feeling fresh? Have I put the prep in? And I, I have. Um, so it's a unique feeling as we get closer, you know, like I said, I woke up this morning, you know, you, the feet are cracking, the, the body's shaking. I'm saying, all right, well, here we go. We got another, whatever, 180, 200 days of this to go. Um, but I, I I'm excited because I'm just blessed to be in this league. You know, I think we all are, we all have different journeys. Mine is uh, fairly unique. Uh, in the sense that I was undrafted and had emergency appendectomy with the Giants, got cut after the first preseason game after playing, you know, five reps and then was out for 10 weeks. And the Bears called when Zach Miller blew his leg out. And I showed up and shockingly won a tight end workout against tight ends that were better than me, I thought. And uh, I was there for a year. And then the day they traded for Khalil Mack, they cut me. Uh, when I've had a great training camp, I thought or did pretty good. At least we had a lot of tight ends. Uh, Phillies fan, the Eagles know, fans know. Trey Burton was one of them, and a, we had a lot of guys there. A really good group. And uh, then I went AAF, Birmingham Iron. Played for local product Tim Lewis, who was a childhood, you know, idol of mine. I sat behind my mom in high school, and I grew up, you know, going to Tim's games when he was coaching in Pittsburgh and the Giants. So I played it, you know, eight, five games in the AAF, and that folded, and then. I went to the XFL through a connection in the AAF, and then that folded because of COVID. And then Coach Rule called um, and said, hey, you know, you want to come play for us in Carolina? I liked your tape in the XFL, and I've been here three years. I got medically disqualified in College of Florida and had a transfer from Florida because of two broken feet. And, you know, went to Temple and inched my way back and was part of that unbelievable team there. And just incredible journey it's been. So, I'm just blessed to be in this league. That's where my mindset is. And I know that's cliche. And a lot of guys say that, but I truly am. I've worked probably six or seven jobs outside of football. I've called games on the radio. I've called, you know, in Temple. I traveled with the team for three years doing color commentary. I lived in Cape May where we reside and now reside in Annapolis, Maryland. And I would drive an hour and a half every day, you know, every other day to Philly to do Eagles pre and post game live when I was out of the league. I've, I've hustled. I uh, started a media company, it's, you know, that's not for long media. NFL stands for not for long. So I started that when I got cut by the Giants. And, you know, now we have six shows. So I've uh, definitely, you know, kept a lot of pots going. And it's helped me, you know, focus and clear my mind away from football, but dial in when I need to. But in a long roundabout way to answer your question, how I feel for training camp, I'm excited. Made a lot of changes personally to my game to make myself better, to make this team better in Carolina. And I'm excited to see how they pay off. Man, so you, you one of the things I was going to ask you is to go through all your transactions. So <laughs> you kind of you kind of beat me to the punch there, which is amazing. I mean, I knew you had a bunch, and I was going to be curious. It's funny; it's almost like no matter how many you have, you're still able to remember them all. You know what I, I mean? Like I played all. for five teams in seven years, 
Uh, but you played three different leagues and all kinds of stuff. It's funny, Colin, because what I remember around this time is maybe like July 10th to the 20th or 24th or something, I'd kind of be dreading training camp. Like, oh, this is going to be awful. And it was bad back then. I mean, it was bad. But then like a couple days out, it would totally switch. And it would be like, I'm tired of dreading it. Let's, I just want to start it now. I just want to, I just want to start it now. I just want to do it. I'm ready to go kill some guys. Like I'm ready to go earn this. Like, let's do it. It's, it's, it was all, I, I can't remember what day it was, but it was always like a, a, uh, a flip switch, which is funny. What's your, what's your status there? Like break down the tight end room in Carolina and what your role was last year. And are you battling for a roster spot? Are you battling to be the number two guy? Sort of, and I know you're always competing to start and the whole deal, but uh, sort of what, 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 if I read the Carolina beat writers, what would they say that your, you know, your role is for the team? My role has kind of been the same since it's been here. It's almost, it's a backup for all the tight ends. So whether I'm backing up the starting Y, which is Ian Thomas, who, is an absolute stud and is probably the best tight end in the NFL that no one knows absolutely about. He's pound for pound, one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Uh, he's from Baltimore, Maryland. Absolutely toughest dude I've ever played with. Awesome guy. Played at uh, Nassau. Uh, where he played Nassau? What's it called? Juco. And then he went to Indiana and then was drafted here and sat behind Greg for a couple of years. And he's just got a second contract. And uh, as an absolute stud, he's our starting Y. Tommy Tremble's our starting F, who went to Notre Dame, got drafted at 20 years old. You know, just you know, two years into a year in the league now, he's 22. Um, young, physical, freak of nature, athlete, strong as an ox. Great guy, great teammate. Uh, and then I probably come in, I slot somewhere right behind them with Gio Ricci, our fullback, Stefan Sullivan, who's a wide receiver dn converted to tight end we kind of all fit into that role um and you know and then we have some some new tight ends as well some undrafted guys that are great guys and great players so i would say somewhere in that role there of of the third fourth guy i always joke i said some days i'm the first guy i'm one or some plays i'm one and then some plays i'm six so <laughs> you know it just depends whether we're in a two-minute drill i'm holding a clipboard on the sideline or is it uh you know, uh, first and goal and I'm running, you know, split belly, you know, then I'm in. So it just depends, you know, kind of what we're doing, how we're approaching things and, you know, what we're trying to run. So, gosh, I got a lot of questions for you, man. All right. So I want to take a step back. So I mentioned this right at the start. Okay. Colin went to Archbishop Wood, which is a powerhouse school outside of Philadelphia. And I called his state championship game his senior year. What was that, Colin? Like 2011 or 12? 2011 state championship, yep. Okay. So I did the state championship games for 10 years. Colin's team might have been the best high school football team I've ever seen. I mean, he, they played Bishop McDevitt, who had some really good players, and the year before had been in the state championship game, and they – slaughtered them. You know, what I remember about the game is I played with Vrabel in New England. So Vrabel and Luke Fickle and Urban Meyer came to the game for Noah Spence. 
who was Bishop McDevitt's stud the end. So I'm on the sideline before the game talking with them. But I had prepped for you guys, so I was like, well, that O-lineman's going to Boston College. That guy's going here. That running back's going to Rutgers. That running back's going to Temple. That tight end's going to Florida. And Urban Meyer looks at me and says, I want to meet the coach. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this. Literally, like before the state championship football game, Urban Meyer's in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Hershey Park Stadium. He walks right across midfield, goes up to Steve Devlin, and Jake and Devlin's like, "What's the, the head coach, Roger Woods? Like, what? What's going on?" Right now? Urban Meyer's like, "Hey, coach, I just wanted to meet you. Do you remember that?" I do, and I know Coach Devlin remembers it fondly as well, because Coach used to go to the Tebow, uh, you know, camps back in the day, not the Tebow camps, the Urban Meyer camps, because Dan Mullen is a recruited coach at Del Val. I think he coached at Del Val. I know he coached. Uh, what is it? D three, not her sinus. Uh, Whatever it is, I forget. It slipped my mind. I got to get my PA small school football knowledge back up. But um, I know the answer just slipped my mind now. But they used to go to Florida. So they knew Urban from afar. And I know Coach Coach Devlin, that was a proud moment for him. So, yeah, that was unique, man. That game, 52 nothing, largest margin of victory in Pennsylvania high school state history. You know, I think we really shot ourselves in the foot early in the year. We lost on ESPN by one point to Pittsburgh Central Catholic. We went out to Pittsburgh, took the bus ride. We had a lot of guys playing that were not playing for us later in the year. I'll say that, or at least week two. <laughs> and um, we went out there and a controversial lightning delay as we're going to just absolutely driving down the field. There was been lightning in the distance all day. They, you know, they called it. And uh, we, uh, I was a long snapper, snap hole kick, ball went right over the uprights and it was a controversial field goal, not field goal. And we lost. So we ended up losing by one and then mercy ruling our last 13 or 14 opponents there. And finished the year, I don't know what we were, 13 or 14 and one. Beat Bishop McDevitt. Had 3,000-yard running backs. Um, you know, just a sneak peek at our offense, folks. I was the number one tight end in the country. I had 13 catches. Most guys have, I don't know, 80. So uh, all the guys behind me on the list had 80. So I was just blocking, you know, my ass off and uh, kind of still doing my role. Things haven't changed much. And, uh, yeah, it, it was it was unbelievable. You know, you talk about emotions and emotional. That was really cool. We were really, truly guys like living in the moment. I remember telling people in high school, like, we're, I'm not getting a school ring. We're not getting school rings. We're going to win a state championship. Sounds corny. It sounds like, you know, a Texas high school football thing, but that's where we were. That was our mindset with it. It was ran like a college program between Steve Devlin and Mike Carey, Joe Holman, all, who all came over from the Central Bucks West days. They were with Petten, senior RIP, and Petten Jr., and that whole staff. They all disbanded and Mike Carey was still living in the area and, you know, owns the New Britain Inn and the Candlewick and all these restaurants in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. He came to West and changed the whole atmosphere. Excuse me, came to Wood, changed the whole atmosphere. And uh, Wood's, you know, never been this, you know, the same since of what it was before Steve and Mike got there. And now it's a powerhouse in the area. We got four or five guys, six guys in the NFL now. Um, and it's been it's been quite a journey from that school. I'm, I'm fortunate to still be involved with the school and be on the board of the school and we're trying to do a lot of great things there and, and make, you know, have the school take the next step to compete with all the other schools in the area. So, yeah, man, quite the journey. Urban Meyer said it's the best high school football team he's ever seen. And that's very nice of him, but he's definitely seen some better teams with uh, Rainey and the two Pouncey brothers and all those guys in Florida. But, uh, yeah, man, we were, we were loaded. And it's a shame we lost that first game because if not, I think we probably wouldn't have finished inside the top 10 nationally. I think we finished, uh, 
I think somewhere eight, like somewhere 19 to 20, somewhere in that range. Speaking of competing, got to ask you your read um, on the quarterback competition that they're calling it in Carolina. You knew I had to ask you at least one question about this. You know, what's funny in all sincerity, like Panthers fans, people like that's the most, that's the biggest topic, right? Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. I am usually more interested in like you, you know, your life, your career, you know, learning about someone. I mean, do you know how many, just off the top of your head, do you know how many transactions you've had? Do you ever count them up? I have no idea. Well, let's see. Well, I mean, I had a transaction last year when my face is in the massage table and I'm getting my ass kicked by our masseuse. Like, not the fun masseuse, folks. Like, everyone you say masseuse, everyone's like, oh, that's nice. I'm like, no, it's horrible. It's two hours of pain. And my phone rings. And I usually have it on Do Not Disturb when I'm in the, you know, massage chair, just trying to some relax as much as I can. And I got cut week 14 after I just played the day before. You know, and you're like, what? I'm getting cut? What do you mean? Yep. And they're like, hey, you know, we're going to sign you back to the practice squad. You know, we hope you clear waivers. I almost didn't. And I almost was in like four or five different places that, you know, went on to do a lot of things in the playoffs. And that would have been cool. But I'm, I wanted to be in Carolina. I was up through, I was, I was, you know, I really want to be here. But I digress. That was one that I would have forgot. Let me go. <laughs> You know, that's because I stayed on the team, you know, so I completely forgot about that one. But that just happens like casually in the NFL. You just get cut and, and take it. Yeah, you just get a massage and you get cut week 14. You played the day before. So tell probably me ten, about probably 10, though, Ross, probably 10. I don't know, maybe more than that. Uh, at least if you consider practice squad up and down and you consider the uh, the, the other leagues. I mean, it's, I would it's, say 20. I would say 20 times. It's a lot, man. All the I, workouts I was looking too. at it, and I was going to see if you knew all of them. All the but anyway, workouts. give me your uh, – you know the other thing that's funny, too, is like when someone's talking about themselves and their life, they feel free to speak freely, right, and kind of say, you know, their emotions, whatever. Now, I want everyone to watch this now. Now I'm going to ask him about Sam Darnold, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Watch Colin. Watch watch the the, the uh, Temple. The, the switch flipped. And watch how, like, politically correct and professional he answers this. It's a great question, Ross. Uh, two great guys <laughs> uh, competing for a job. I'm going to sound like a hockey player. Uh, two great guys uh, working hard, uh, getting in the corners, you know, grinding. No. So I'm going to give you <laughs> I'm going to give you the most honest answer I could physically give. So Coach Rule's not upset with me. And I've, I've I've actually Zach I've been on Zach Gelb's show about this and he was throwing it in my face. It happened and Zach's a Temple grad and he you know he's got a national show and he's a great guy and I love him. But he was like four or five questions is like boom boom who's gonna win? Who do you think? I'm like hold on man let's pump the brakes. So I was able to spend some time with him this weekend. We had a kind of mini players retreat. You know we ran routes on air and we grabbed we like had food catered and hung out with Christian at Christian's house and just chilled out on the boat. It was just good time with the guys. You know it was great. And I think the funny part is like Baker and Sam are friends. They've known each other for a while. You know, they were two the top quarterbacks coming out in the same draft. So that's going to be a whole funny thing because the media down here, we're going to go from not that many people at practice to 30, 40 reporters. We're going to look like the Giants now. And they'll be all practice, you know, stirring the pot. But to answer your question, I always say this, and I'm just trying to be transparent as possible. If you look at what the deal that was done, I put my GM hat on. To add a top pick in the draft for what they added him for to your football team is an unbelievable thing for what we did in Carolina. Again, that's above my pay grade. That's just my opinion. Like, hey, that's pretty sweet. 
You know, it's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, number one pick, and he's on our team for that. We didn't give up a player. You know, you hate to see players leave. I know you've been on teams where players got traded. There was probably some of your friends. So on that cap, awesome. If you're also the GM, you get to add now two quarterbacks. Really, I love our whole room, P.J. Walker, Matt Corral. Don't forget about them. Pretty good room. Uh, you get to add a player like Baker Mayfield to your roster. Like, whether whatever happens and whoever wins, and again, out of my control and in, in their control, and I mean, it's great for the team. So Baker is like a team guy. He's all about like the boys. You know, he's like the perfect guy to insert into a team. Um, so I'll say that it's up to them, you know, and it's up to me to do my job. And I know it's so cliche, but it's so true. There's plays last year where everyone's like, Sam Darnold can't make a throw. Well, did you see Colin Thompson against the Eagles who jump set and Barrett beat him inside and Sam had to run for his life? Like that's on me. That's not on Sam. Like, of course, Sam missed the guy wide open down the field because I missed my block. So that's the one thing I challenge fans. And I'm sure you do too, is like, Take a picture of everything. You know, don't just take a picture of the quarterback. So I think they'll both be successful. All of our quarterbacks will be successful because our team is so much better. From when I got here to now, I'm just trying to make this roster. But the team is so much better. You add Bozeman. You add Corbett. You add Icky, you know, to to an offensive line that's got Pat Elfline and Taylor Moten and Cam Irving and Michael Jordan, and Brady Christensen. Like, that that was a thing before that everyone's like, oh, Carolina, offensive line. Yeah, well, there you go. That's pretty good. We have a lot of depth there. Stud receiver, right? So, you know, I think to me, to answer your question, if I had to give you the quote in the social media clip, I think they'll both compete for the job. Sure, the best man will win, but the team is so much better, so they're going to thrive a lot better. Uh, I think, you know, and you know this too. How many guys on the planet, maybe three or four, can function with, you know, a team that's not, you know, ready to take that next step? Like coming to a team and like, all right, this this quarterback joins a team that can win a Super Bowl. You know, I think that's like three people on the planet, literally the entire earth. So the team's a lot better, and I think they're going to, you know, will we'll allow them to be more comfortable and play better. Check him out on social media at Colin Thompson TU on Twitter. He's the founder of at not for long media. I love that name, by the way, at not for long media. You can check out all of his shows, including his own show. Colin really appreciate the time, man. So cool to get somebody on right before they report tomorrow. Stay healthy and go kick some ass. Ross again, man. I, look up to you i can't thank you enough for having me on it's a pleasure and uh you know good luck this season on the call good luck this season with the show and anything you need let me know absolutely take care there he is colin thompson that was awesome man i you know i can see why people like being coaches because even just talking with him it just gets me pumped up it, it really really does i'm also pumped up about express vpn I can say with full confidence, it's the best VPN on the market. Here's why. They don't log your activity online. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers. ExpressVPN doesn't do that. Number two, speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster. That's actually very important for uh, VPNs, the speed. 
and then it's just easy to use. You literally just click on the app and tap one button and you're good. Protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust when I'm traveling. Use my link expressvpn.com slash Tucker today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tucker to learn more. Tucks takes. Morning, Ross. Well, it looks like uh, Kyler Murray's uh, Instagram is not going to be scrubbed anymore. Uh, signs five-year, $230.5 million extension. That's $160 million guaranteed. He's now under contract seven years, $46.1 million annual new money. Right. So he had two years left on his contract. So they added five. So it's seven years total. They always go by the new money average. 46.1 is 0.1 more than Deshaun Watson, which makes Kyler Murray, I guess, the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL on an average per year basis behind Aaron Rodgers, which is just really just one way to calculate contracts. Even so, on some level, this is a huge win for the Arizona Cardinals in particular, but the NFL in general. Because a lot of people were wondering, are we going to see fully guaranteed contracts for these guys moving forward after the Deshaun Watson deal? That didn't happen. It's $160 million guaranteed for injury. It's over $100 million fully guaranteed at signing. So he is getting that money. And, and I'll tell you why in a little bit, but not all full guarantees are full guarantees. But he's getting that money. So good for Kyler Murray. I love seeing guys get paid. We'll see if he can take the next step now. But over $100 million fully guaranteed. But still, the NFL, I think, is breathing a sigh of relief that the Cardinals didn't continue the precedent set by the Browns with a fully guaranteed deal at signing. Ducks takes. John Mechie, Texans, rookie wide receiver, diagnosed with leukemia. He is unlikely to play football this season. That hurts. Really hurts. Uh, we might have Dr. Chow on sooner in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, he's an orthopedic surgeon, but I saw where he he tweeted that football might have might have saved John Mechie's life just in the sense that he had some injury and as a result of the injury was getting a lot of scans, a lot of whatever. And I think that's how they caught this. So obviously best wishes to John in his recovery. So um, kudos uh, to the NFL, I guess, to the Texans for noticing it. And yeah, I think football is probably uh, low on his priorities right now. Does not help the Texans, obviously. They were really hoping that he would be a productive player for them this year, but he has, uh, as the expression goes, bigger fish to fry. Ducks takes. The Jags cut E.J. Perry, who had $230,000 guaranteed with a hamstring injury during training camp. Uh, Also with NFI designation, and then they sign, is it Kyle Sloter, right? Yeah, so um, I think it's Slaughter, actually. But 
that's not that's not who I want to talk about anyway. So this is important. Nowadays, a lot of these rookies sign contracts with guaranteed money, but it's a guarantee against their salary. If you get hurt away from the team, like Perry did, and they designate you NFI, non-football injury, which is comical, but in fairness to them, they don't know how. He could have been running on the beach, right? They don't They don't know how he got injured. They don't have to give him any of the money. Can you imagine, Bri, being 23, 24 years old, and you're thinking, worst case scenario, I'm getting 230 grand, and I'll be on at least somebody's practice squad probably, and maybe he still will be, but the Jaguars don't owe him a dollar. So he went from going to be battling his butt off to be the third quarterback in Jacksonville or at worst on practice squad and getting $230,000 at age 24 to zero. I mean, I, I, I would be sick. I, I feel so bad for him. Because he's out three to four weeks. So by the time he even is healthy enough, it's going to be too late. He's going to miss all of training camp. He's a guy that's going to have to go to another league. Maybe someone will still like him enough that they put him on a practice squad this year. I don't know. He might have to play in the XFL or might have to do it like Colin did. Do it the hard way in the spring. Ducks takes. Every NFL team has an alternate helmet. Seemingly, uh, most of them are black with a number of them, including the Cardinals that were announced over the weekend, although the Bears announced one of the, over the weekend as well. That is orange. Cardinals black helmet looks sweet. I'm excited to see that on their red jerseys. The Bears uniform, not so much. I'm an orange fan as a Princeton grad. I'm, I, I like orange, but their their orange. It seemed like a weird tint of orange, actually. Did not was not very well received on social media, which is such a bummer, right? Because if you're the Bears, that's a big reason, part of your reason for doing it is you want the buzz, you want people to buy it. Oh, I love it. It didn't really seem like that was the case. It did seem like it was the case, Bri, that I was rocking my express polo this weekend at the beach. Check me out, social media. At Ross Tucker NFL, I love their textures, their patterns. And I told you guys before, the ability to wear like a polo to the beach or wear a polo when you're going out like with shorts or slacks and you look uh, very dressed up, love it. Love polo versatility. Love Express. Find an outfit for every destination Express online or in store Ducks takes. and finally a lot of players starting camp on pup as you mentioned earlier usually no big deal but situations like uh, roger saffold in buffalo having a rib issue after a car accident that's something to monitor as is packers david bakhtiari yet again not ready in green bay very worried about bakhtiari very worried about whether or not he ever plays football again not doesn't seem like a good situation. And yes, I started a year on PUP once. Guys come off PUP all the time, but the you know there there are surprise PUPs 
like, well, I guess Saffold was an NFI because he broke a couple ribs, I think, in a car accident. So I don't know how long he'll be out. I'm sure he'll be ready for the start of the regular season, which is all that matters. But he's a new player on a new team that I'm sure they wanted to get as many reps as possible. Shout-outs are always in order for Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics. If you're a five, if you're a five for fiver, you know they always say in in Philly, I'm a Philly four for four, right? So Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, Eagles. If you're a RT Media five for five, you listen to all five shows. College Draft will be tomorrow with Emery. He's got some other stuff going today. So we will do the Big Ten, top 10 prospects tomorrow with Emery on the College Draft podcast. We have an awesome, awesome even money scheduled for you tomorrow with a stud guest who just won a huge contest or got fifth, which is winning $114,000 last season on even money. And then Joe Dolan, we're going to continue with tears of Dolan. Should be a fun, fun week. Glad to have you guys aboard. We're just about there. I mean, you know, Colin will report tomorrow. I think everybody reports tomorrow. It's go time. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.